0: Welcome to the Painting of the Week podcast, where we look at some of the most significant paintings throughout history. Introducing your hosts, Phil Grabsky and Laura Bentham. Well, here we are, Painting of the Week. Uh, And uh, my name's Phil. And I'm Laura. (laughs) Today, (laughs) today we are talking about uh, hunters in the snow. Mm. By Pieter Bruegel the Elder, um, some think this is the most popular image of winter. Um, but you know who that some is? I don't.
1: Uh, Christmas card makers.
0: Christmas card makers. Because
1: everybody must have had this painting as a Christmas card. Or That's something. true. I feel they, I feel they would have done.
0: This painting is from 1565. Um, It is in the Kunsthistorisch Museum in Vienna, and it is fabulous. Mm. Um, I regret... we just made a film about Bosch. Fabulous. It was his 500th anniversary. They'd got practically every extant, i.e. surviving painting and drawing of his... Into one gallery in the Netherlands and we had exclusive access. We made a film about him. And at about the same time, there was a big Bruegel exhibition in Vienna and we just couldn't afford to do both. But it's a real shame because I'd have loved to have made a, uh, a film about Bruegel on the back of a big exhibition where they yeah. brought a lot of the paintings together because his paintings are all over the place. Um, uh, this is... Genuinely one of my favourites. How about you?
1: (laughs) Well, we were talking about this beforehand. (laughs) Every time I was like, okay, we're doing this painting this week. I don't really know him. And every time I get to talk to you, they're all my favourite. I love them all. And it would be quite nice to try and find something I don't like. But I love this. I love this so much. And I just like him. I think he must have had a really great sense of humour because he does some really fabulous other paintings as well, which we can come on to later, as you will say. But, yeah, this is great.
0: (laughs) I think the starting point for a painting like this is to imagine, which I suppose isn't so hard because there's so much snow, but imagine the white canvas. Mm. So imagine, scrape all that off and then look again and think, Wow. It is unbelievable how he has created a totally believable, far reaching landscape (laughs) where there is so much narrative. There are so many stories. And it is just I mean, I just think it's the most brilliant painting. Um, There's something interesting about this painting, though, for me which I think is worth talking about. I think sometimes paintings have particular resonance or you particularly admire them because of the way that they interconnect with your own biography. And you mentioned about Christmas cards. So maybe, you you know, something about this painting strikes home for you because it reminds you of Christmases you had when you were a kid. For me, this painting has a particular resonance um, because in a kind of strange way... Uh, In my own biography, I mean, I was brought up in Britain and um, there was a period of a few years when I lived in a town called Macclesfield, which is in the north near Manchester. And, you know, my life was, was had a particular direction and a particular kind of mood to it. But my sister married a wonderful German. She moved to Germany and there were a period of, and there were a number of years when we used to go to Germany at Christmas and it was a com- an exposure to a completely wow, different yeah. world. Mm-hmm. They were living in Berlin, West Berlin. Right. So going to West Berlin as a kind of 8, 9, 10-year-old, 11-year-old yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: was so exciting because, of course, at the time you were surrounded by the Soviet Union, well, East Germany, which was part of the Soviet Union. So you had certain channels. There was only three roads in. There was, you know, it was, it was complicated to get there. West Berlin was divided into zones, the French zone, the American zone, the British zone. East Berlin was obviously under the Russians. Uh, But also my brother-in-law was very cultured. And so I had exposure to art. And even though I was quite young, he would, you know, at least once every Christmas, he'd take me to the Berlin Philharmonic, which is partly where my love of classical music comes from. Um, Then my brother-in-law and sister bought a kind of flat in west germany where they would go to for their holidays and so we had a number of wonderful christmases there so this for me kind of connects back to something in my own past it reminds me of middle european christmases where we'd go for walks trudging through the snow um and you know occasionally we might stop in a not so much an inn perhaps but cafe and um so I love that I also love paintings where there's you know I something like a Rothko can be a bit frustrating to me because you know yes you can get lost in the two or three bands of color but there's not enough narrative I like stories I like narrative I used to get lost in books as a kid I just I just used to I could gobble up books this painting is just so much going on You cannot see it it all first time. And the other thing about it is that really interesting mix between the harsh reality of it, which is stark, and the fact that despite everything, they're having fun. So you you have a look. The hunters are returning with their dogs. And to be honest, it looks like it's been a pretty unsuccessful hunt. They've got like one animal on the back of a back of their stick there. Um, and this is, you know, 16th century Europe was a tough place to be. I mean, obviously you can't necessarily see this in the painting, but, I mean, if you've got toothache, if you've got certain diseases, oh, yeah. I mean, you have finished hunger. I mean, I've seen this in Afghanistan where life is just, first and foremost, it's about food. Yeah, You live in the countryside in Afghanistan and your whole life is about having some land, getting some seeds, plowing the land, planting the seeds, hoping for rain, sowing the crops, taking it down to the water mill to get it ground. And that's just for flour yeah. to make bread. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. was not, just for bread. Um, we can go to the supermarket. We don't think about it. But you could imagine in Europe at the time, number one concern was food. Um, and I believe actually... There was a period until relatively recently when ninety-five percent—I mean, statistics have to be a bit, uh, uh, be a bit cautious of believing every statistic you hear—but I have read ninety-five percent of the world's population were concerned with food, the creation, you know, the creation oh, and distribution okay. of mm-hmm. food. Um, and yet, and yet, look at the look at all the little pictures. Look at all the little scenes going on. It's a Christmas scene. Maybe they're coming back on a, on a weekend, on a Saturday yeah. or something. There's all sorts of games going on on those lakes. I
1: know. It's so good. I think me and you have definitely had a different life, Phil. <laughs> because <laughs> I used to go to my nan's Christmas, every Christmas. This was probably maybe then the, where the card may have been on the mantelpiece. Yeah. And they had their uh, little, you know, artificial Christmas tree from Woolworths. It was fab, and we went. We were in Molskoen, so we weren't far from where we are sitting right now. And uh, but the only, I think the only connection we might have had then, because of you being in Berlin, is the fact that it was fun. <laughs> yeah, we had nothing but fun, and they didn't have a lot, and we always, always had bags of fun. So this, this. I definitely haven't got a connection with this painting, except for the fact that, like I say, it may have been on the, on the, uh, on the mantelpiece. But Nanny and Grandad definitely were um, great at sorting out food for whatever budget they had. And we always had a lovely, lovely time. I mean, it was actually one of the best times. Hmm. Yeah, she was a great one, now.
0: Well, maybe that's part of the appeal of the painting, is yeah. that... It's, you know, we, we for many of us, Christmas, not all of us, of course, but no. many of us, Christmas is associated with a time of fun.
1: Yeah, being with the family. And, yeah. yeah, I don't think Moleskine was generally covered in that much snow. Sometimes. Sometimes down in the south we used to get a bit of snow, more than we do now. But, uh, yeah, that's something... So, are they some of those people on that? Is that a frozen lake in the well,
0: painting? It could be. It could be two frozen lakes, or it could just be two frozen fields. Frankly,
1: mm.
0: and um I mean Bruegel. I mean, the, the as I was mentioning earlier, the, the artist that he kind of follows is, is Hieronymus Bosch. Mm. Hieronymus Bosch is just the most extraordinary <laughs> artist. I mean, five hundred years ago, but I mean. <laughs> If you ever get a chance to look at a Bosch, it looks like it was painted yesterday. Mm. His imagination is off the scale. Yeah,
1: it's quite something.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, Bruegel also dealt with, you know, societies at this time were extremely religious. Mm. I mean, they just, they made sense of the world through their religions. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that. some of Bruegel's works reflect that. This, as much as we know, was actually a commission, for a large house um, outside Antwerp, I believe. Right. And it's—I it, don't know if, it, if there's any evidence, but it's now known as the Months. So some have thought that perhaps he was commissioned to paint twelve paintings representing the months. Mm-hmm. Five have survived, and actually, the thoughts now are that actually each painting. Represents two months. Oh, okay. So this is representing January and February. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly studied the work of Bosch, no question about it. But like all artists, he studied all the artists that went before him. Like Bosch, I mean, the his ability to to paint really small, detailed figures is breathtaking.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, start looking into the distance of this painting. I mean, formally, really clever. So, again, just step back for a minute, a second. You've got the hunters coming back. They've caught one fox. Yeah. You've got their posts. Again, the posts are pointing down the hill. So you – but look at those trees. Yes. Bang, bang, bang. It's, it's musical. It's it's notation. It is a rhythm that takes you bosh, bosh, bosh. <laughs> I shouldn't say bosh. No. <laughs> but, you know, note by note, down the hill. mm and you can you can tell that they're tired, they're trudging through, the dogs look thin and shabby and hungry. To the left, I guess that's the blacksmith at work there. Yeah, um, who knows? That seems like a pretty actually if you look carefully, it looks like he may be doing a horse's hoof in the yeah. fire there.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh um, yeah. So all that's in the, in the kind of foreground but and you know the trees are beautifully rendered, and the birds are beautifully rendered. Go down the hill and of course there 's all these different planes, but before we look at the nearer planes, look at the far distance. look at that village,
1: yeah,
0: that village is almost photographic. I mean, you can count the amount of houses there, and you can tell that it's you know, a tight little circle of, of buildings around a tall steeple of a church. Unbelievable. Start looking in, in the trees. And again, in the distance, beautiful perspective. You've got a big house. Maybe that's a monastery or something in the lee of the mountains. But again, tiny little people, yeah. tiny little people. Oh, um, well, it's quite something. It's a bit of a slate that going down, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... I Um, I've I've kind of wondered what the path was, but then Mm. I thought maybe it drops to the right Yeah, and go, it reminds me of a a local hill here that I run down sometimes and it's really quite steep. But again, actually, if you look carefully Mm. where the first guy is, he's almost black. He's almost disappeared. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are the sense of footsteps going straight down Mm. where he's going. So following the Lee of the trees, um, it's almost like going down a ski slope next to the next to the ski lift, isn't it? Yeah. Um. That's... Somewhere I remember. I can't find it. Somewhere I'm sure there's a chimney on fire that people are rushing to.
1: Oh.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I need to zoom in. I'm, Sorry, because we're
1: looking. I've zoomed in. I'm on all the. I'm on all the lakes. The two lakes. That is.
0: Ah. Sorry, I'm on, on our on the Seventh Art website where you can see the picture. Um And of course we're lucky these days because you can get these high resolution stills. So if you look very carefully, there is a chimney on fire. That's obviously a disaster if the house goes up. Yeah. So all those people you can see there's a couple that are already on the on the you know, rushing up onto the um roof can try and put that out. I guess they just need to cover it and extinguish the air supply. Um, yeah, so you were saying you were looking at the... So what, oh, and the people on the lake. So what do we see on the lake? Let's have a look. Because I was thinking, oh, stupidly, I thought they were...
1: Uh, when you first mentioned that they were ice skating, but I'm assuming they probably didn't have ice skates. Oh, they definitely did. Did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was saying to you, when the kids were little, I used to take them ice skating, you know, on those outside ones.
0: Okay, so get
1: nice confidence on. You
0: know that really odd game in the Olympics? Uh, Forgive me if anyone plays it, but um, not curling. Yeah, curling. Curling.
1: Yeah.
0: So those people there, so it's 400 years, 450 years ago, but there they are. They're curling with their. um, So. In the lake. And there isn't actually anybody with the brush,
1: which is the best bit. (laughs) Because that's all they want to think, isn't it? You've got a couple of to, kids. To train for that game, you have to go around and sweep your house. It's amazing. Oh, gosh. I mean,
0: I'm sure we're going to get comments about that. I feel bad now. Again, in uh, in Berlin, the lakes used to freeze and we'd go ice skating. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. And
0: um, that was very common. Or even, in, you know, Amsterdam. London. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a very famous moment when William Shakespeare, uh, his theatre burns down. Um, but what's left? Oh no, sorry. It burned down or did something go wrong? Anyway, the Thames was frozen and overnight. Um, well, at least this is the story. They took a whole load of the wood across the river to the other side to where the globe now is. And they rebuilt, and, you know, started building the globe. The point of the story is that the Thames was frozen.
1: Yeah. You said about this actually in the first one,
0: Okay, in our first podcast. Well. Because never, I learned so much. Never um, never, never one for not repeating myself, me. But, the, <laughs> no, um, but I think
1: it's really good because some people have not listened to
0: that one. But, I mean, the, the, the Thames was wider at that yeah. point. Therefore, the water was slower and therefore it would freeze and people could walk across it. You could skate on it. You could have fares on it. Oh, In fact, when they built the embankment, that um, sped the water up until it becomes virtually impossible. <coughs> um but canals, I remember being in St. Petersburg recently or well, two, three years ago, making a project. And basically I was looking out of my hotel window, watching the canals freeze in front of me. Oh. Um, and in Berlin, the lakes would freeze and Berlin's got lots of beautiful lakes. And we'd go ice skating and it was packed. And it was just like this, exactly like this. And so you look down there, you there's even a dog on there, people playing hockey, there's some kids in a row. Yeah. There's some people who aren't very. I mean, we're looking at an enlarged image. Yes. So, with his tiny little brush, yeah, he has got and he's got their little faint shadows. There's somebody on a sled. Yeah. Um, There's a there's a mother and child. A couple of people have fallen. Somebody's fallen down. A couple of others. That's me when I've
1: got overconfident.
0: Yeah, three people fallen down. Yeah,
1: knocked out a couple of people with penguins.
0: Meanwhile. There's a guy trudging in with his cart. looks like he's got wood on it. Yeah. Again, that's how life was. You know, no wood, no fire, no fire, no heat. You're dead, basically. So wood was everything. Um, In the distance, you've got... It's hard to tell if those rivers are, are frozen. I imagine they are. But there's somebody going over a bridge. It's just...
1: It's just a lovely scene, isn't it? It is just a really... It is, well, apart from now, the people with the chimney on fire. And like you say, it's hard work. But it does look like a really nice place to be.
0: It looks like they're making the best of it. Mm. I
1: mean,
0: there's no shadows. Mm. The sun looks like it's set. I guess this is the end of the day. Everything's black. No, there's no people, no facial, you know. No. Of... <clears throat> so, I mean, it's very much... Representation of a typical village with typical pe- people. Um I just think that the, the this sense of being—I mean, it's, it is again cinematic. You've gone up to the highest point, you're yeah. Looking down, mm. and you've got—I mean, you could look at that endlessly. You could you could create all sorts of storylines mm. going on in this picture.
1: Well, that was what I was saying about his little sense of humour because oh, yeah. I looked at one of his other paintings, um, Netherlandish, and there's a hundred proverbs yeah, that's right. in that painting. Um, and there really is, I think if anyone gets a chance to go and have a look at that painting and there's lots of people, there's lots online saying what all the proverbs are. Going back to my nan, I was on a board everybody, but she was always saying something one of them being if there's enough blue to make a pair of sailors trousers it's going to be a sunny day
0: there's <laughs> enough glue blue blue yeah
1: <laughs> and we've lived the whole whenever the children were going out was like no we've got to say that because <laughs> it's going to be a nice day Nan said so I love a proverb <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, but it really all, works. I guess all
0: sailors wore blue trousers.
1: <laughs> but also, it depends on the size of the sailor because quite often mm. there's literally nothing there, but we're always making it up.
0: Can you remember any other uh, proverbs?
1: Uh, I wish I'd written them down now. But anyway, there's a, there's a few, and he's done lots in that painting. There's lots. One of them being the blind lead of the blind. Oh yeah. Which he then actually done a full painting of. But I like his little sense of humour. It's, uh, and it seems it just seems to come through that he, he seems to have quite a nice nature.
0: He has a, I mean, he and Bosch before him, the amount of stuff they get into a painting. Mm. If you look at um Bruegel's The Triumph of Death
1: Oh I did look at that. And is, I loved it.
0: <laughs> I mean that's in the Prado and it there is so many I mean there's so much, there's hundreds and hundreds of little stories going on. Yes. Uh, they're all pretty, <laughs> pretty shocking. They are. Uh, it's not. It's not. You know.
1: Not for the faint-hearted. Not for the
0: faint-hearted. I mean, it's just full of different ways you're going to die, and hundreds mm. and hundreds of skulls. But there's that edge of humour which there which is. Bosch had too.
1: Yeah, um, I really love that painting. Oh no, I think this has been another great week. I've been. I thought I was so lucky to go home and have a quick look at all these things. I never really did it before. I think people might have gathered that. But, yeah, it's so good. But, yeah, I love that painting, The Triumph of Death. It's, it's another really
0: good one. I think these, I mean, it's... I don't know. I'm guessing somewhat that people might, when they go to a gallery, might go straight to the, you know, French Impressionists or the Dutch Masters, I mean, <laughs> or even the Spanish Masters. But, you know, you overlook this kind of the low countries... Again, we mentioned this before, but, um, you know, again, history plays such a such a role um, and you had a kind of battle royal going on here where you had the Catholic Spanish who occupied quite a big area of, of what we now think of as the Netherlands and Belgium. And then you also had um, a whole part of it which kind of rejected Catholicism and was... You know, their churches were, weren't were covered in paintings of saints and Christ yeah. on the cross mm-hmm. and so forth. And much more gritty, much more about human experience. So again, we saw that with Vermeer where his what he's focusing on, are, are, you know, women reading letters or pouring oh, milk yeah. or playing mm-hmm. musical instruments. Yeah. Rather than the trials and tribulations of Christ. Um, but this is an extraordinary period where, what are we talking, this is the 17th, this is the 16th century. So the 16th century, the global exploration that's happening is completely changing the world.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So the Dutch, for example, are, you know, out in the Far East. Um, Pretty soon behind them come the Portuguese and the Spanish. I think a boat arrived from across the seas, arrived in Seville every two days. Oh, okay. So you can imagine the the stories and the goods that were coming back yeah. and the knowledge of the world coming back. We think we know everything. I mean, certainly... Got, I, mean, <laughs> I don't feel. No, but you can go online and you can find <laughs> out anything. There are very few places in the world that have not been photographed or filmed <laughs> Um, The world has been mapped There are hundreds of satellites New satellites going up every month yeah, Every year, whatever Um, But This is a time when they've only really What, I mean Trying to think This is 1565 So um, Portuguese land in Brazil What, 1500? It's only 50, 60 years before Uh, Magellan he circumnavigates the globe in about 1520. Again, it's like yeah, a few decades. So yeah, 45 years before us now. What 1980? I can remember 1980. So imagine that 1980 was when the, the first time somebody sailed around the globe. <clears throat> yeah, we're still you'd still be going through the ramifications of that. Um, Cortez is is in, you know and, and uh, what's his name um, Bizarro. They're out in, in, you know, decimating the, what we call the Aztecs and the Incas, but the native... So it's all going on. Yeah. And what's happening, of course, is that you are bringing back this enormous wealth. So you're stealing all this gold and extraordinary artefacts from the Americas, from Asia. Yeah. And that's impacting upon painters in two different ways. One, it might be affecting what they paint... But it's certainly affecting their commissioning. So, this painting, Hunters in the Snow, is commissioned by a guy who's become wealthy in Antwerp.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, um, and he wants big paintings. Uh, and he, you know, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know if anyone knows whether he gave him, you know, commissioning detail beyond just saying, I want the months represented. <laughs> but, um, you know, he might have had big walls, he wanted big paintings. Yeah. So. Bruegel is there thinking, well, I've got to fill these paintings. I can't just put snow no. in trees. Um, so there's there's plenty going on that leads to this painting. And again, we probably say this every podcast, but pretty much if you see a, you know, if I pulled out 100 paintings and within them were five Bruegels, you'd probably identify them. That's a sign of a great artist. Yeah. One thing that should be said about Bruegel though is he had two sons, and they did do a lot of copies um of their father's oh, work, the father's work. Okay. so sometimes actually you can get confused between what's by the younger and what's by the elder, but the elders did his sons do well, do you reckon
1: yeah, they did
0: i mean that they, they clearly they had quite a workshop going on, yeah, and um once you'd made your name, which Bruegel had, and as I said, you had plenty of people willing to commission and buy your work. Um, not that much of Bosch has survived. Really? In fact, I think in that exhibition, there were only about 40 works. So that's drawings and paintings that right, have survived. Right, That was about, that's I think that's about 90% of what survived. Bruegel is more... I think I've read somewhere there's forty two paintings that have survived. Really? Um That's quite a long time ago, isn't it really? Surprising. It, in some Did ways you? it's some ways it is amazing that any survive, isn't it? If yeah. You think about the trials and tribulations
1: mm.
0: of um And bear in mind he dies. He's not an old um. No. So dies in fifteen sixty nine, so I don't know if it's no, not... is there some have you got an any idea when he's born? I can't remember. 1525. 15, 1525, maybe. So he's only... Yeah. No, I've got, I must have got that wrong. Oh, no. He's
1: probably certainly in the 1520s. Yeah. So he's only in the 40s. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Most paintings on wood? Have I got that wrong?
0: Uh, I'm questioning
1: myself constantly here today. I think it's the heat again.
0: Is this painting on wood? I mean, well, I thought
1: they were for some reason. I've learnt so much recently
0: about all these different artists. So it is. It is absolutely blurry. possible that this is not on canvas and it's on wood panels. Yeah,
1: I, might, I, I, might, I don't I might know. That. the answer. I might have got that confused with somebody else. So, um,
0: I'm. I don't know the answer. Sure,
1: that. that some lovely people will write in and tell us.
0: I mean, it is. Um, it's a very different. It presents all sorts of different challenges in terms of the conservation if you paint it on a wood panel, because oh, yeah. obviously if the wood starts to become damaged or. Mm. But
1: I think it's, I think I must have got that wrong because, like you said, look, it's a white canvas, maybe.
0: No, I, I'm not sure. He certainly did paint on mm. panels, but whether this is or not, I don't know. No. Um, again, we have a.
1: Last week, I didn't mean, believe that curling was happening I, <laughs> I, when we when we
0: pulled that through and had a look at
1: this. I mean, that just goes to show you how far back that goes.
0: I just think, just try with a with a very fine black pen
1: mm.
0: on a white piece of paper mm. to draw. Okay, you see that? There's a couple there mm. where somebody's standing and then yeah. somebody's starting to skate. Just try to draw that and make it look anywhere, in any way realistic. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm. I mean, impossible, I think. Every
1: week we go off, we think we're going to go and do some more drawing, don't we? Or some painting. Have know. we done any yet?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean... T- yeah, too busy making films.
1: Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm busy, but
0: not making films. Actually, looking again at the um, the second lake. Yes. It looks to me like, it's quite interesting. So the the character sitting down on, a, on the bump. Oh, a, yeah. There's an old boy there. He's got his hands in his pockets with his dogs. He's an old guy mm. with his skates. To the left is... With what to me suggests that maybe this was a lake, because that seems like it's one of those flues, no, sluice, um, you know, where you'd lift it up to let the water out. Mm. Don't know. Um, also, if you look at the two guys to the left who have almost like they're holding onto the same sticks. Yeah. Uh, behind them is a hole. Mm. And I think that that is possibly uh, where you see, you know, a fishing oh, hole. Oh, the fishing, yeah. So again, this is different. I mean, and of course, you know, late villages survived on water. So you needed, yeah. you needed. um, There's a couple of. I do like the guy. If you go to the right, past that couple, one person standing, one person, and the person who's fallen over to the right, <laughs> he's landed on his head. So I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so cute. That is really, he looks like he's clutching his knees in pain. <laughs> There's a little kitty there, and then there's somebody pulling a sled. It's just brilliant. It is. It, the it more is. you look at them. It is. There's a couple um, of people sitting on the edge.
1: I met your sister for the first time the other day, so I wonder if this is one of her favourite paintings because of exactly the same reasons. Maybe. Mm. I mean,
0: you can't... And once you start looking at those people, it's just lovely. That's why. I mean, absolutely, mm. I absolutely mean, I adore going to Europe because you can go you know you travel through well i mean germany's just been hit by those awful floods we go through mm. germany those kind of houses that you can see there again beautifully rendered
1: yeah
0: um that exists just like that
1: yeah. and i've not
0: been to germany oh you'd absolutely love no that. i know i would it's a wonderful yeah. one big country mm. people don't quite know how big it is yeah um, but you know th- those buildings will still be there mm. and they'll now be a baccarat or a you know, whatever there'll be a cafe or a restaurant or a oh, but I mean happy days still still Yeah, oh, it's just the more you look at the detail I know. the the steeple, mm. and the fact that this little kind of snow that's caught on the on the slats there
1: when you go right into the background, there looks like there's another village over there look. right on the right,
0: that's the one I was talking that, about yeah. oh sorry,
1: right beyond that tree,
0: no, I think that's amazing that village, yeah. Again, it's totally believable. And again, yeah. we, we've zoomed right in. And the, the craft of this guy, mm. actually, if you look, that's interesting, which I hadn't noticed before. Huh? So that is actually, you can see little boats. Oh, yeah. So either that's on the edge that's of a so, big yeah, lake yes. or a big river ah. or even the sea. Yeah. I mean, look, just, this is actually... And then if you look, that looks like a... That looks like, oh, okay. If you look further back, that's a coast, isn't it? Yeah. That's a bay.
1: Mm. So everybody so is we're actually on the edge.
0: We're actually on the edge of... I mean, look, he's probably made it up. Well, I'm not sure he's... It's
1: fabulous if he's made it up.
0: But I mean, but he's, he's suggesting a, mm. uh, a coastline on the edge of some mountains, isn't
1: he? I think if everyone has a little chance... Yeah. ...to have a look. And then when you get your Christmas cards this year... Yeah. I mean it sounds horrible, but you sort of just don't you pick them up and sort of look oh lovely. Put it on the wall. That's so and so. If they still like me, <laughs> stick it up. Now I'm gonna look a bit more closely at what I get sent.
0: If ever there's an example of a reason to just spend a little bit more time looking.
1: Yeah.
0: And look, I've just seen something new which I've never seen before. So if you go right to the back, there's a couple of things of interest there. So you've got, a, you've got a tall post in the snow. Oh, yeah. Now, I've not noticed that before, but you know in Britain we have the... Um, what are oh, those dancers called? The, oh, uh, maypoles, maypoles,, mm. So that's probably a maypole that people would dance around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry. And then the other thing is, if you look down, there's a guy in the snow. Mm. I think he's hunting ducks with some kind of... Oh, yeah. Blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of that, there's just, he's just put a little spot of red. Yes. And again, he's got that hunched-over shoulders thing. Mm. And to his right, there are three birds, or maybe they're ducks, maybe they're geese, maybe something that are flying away. So he's obviously oh yes failed to hit them. Yeah,
1: he's just
0: yeah. And then right to the right of that, you see a couple of paths going up. Oh, it's just mm. brilliant. It's just I mean, it's almost uh, it's almost unbelievable, actually. Yeah. Those trees, again, we're looking at, I'm at 100% magnification now. <laughs> and those trees still look utterly believable. Yeah, great. Not a smudge. I mean, I could walk into that location, there could be South Downs.
1: Fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Laura? Yes. Well, let's enjoy the sun while we yes. have because the snows will come soon enough. They will. They will. Um, they will. But if anyone's feeling a little hot, mm. this is, then have a look at this painting and it might cool you totally. down. Thank you for listening to the Painting of the Week podcast. For more information, please visit our website at seventh-art.com or contact us by emailing info at seventh-art.com. See you next time.